Hey everyone, today's Q&A episode of Girls Like Us is brought to you by Podcorn. Podcorn is a marketplace connecting podcasters to amazing podcast sponsorship opportunities like host ad reads, interview segments, topical discussions, and more. With Podcorn, there's no middleman. Podcasters of all sizes can browse and choose opportunities right on the platform. They can set their own rates and collaborate with brands directly without any exclusivities. Guys, if you're like us and are looking for Guys, if you, like us, are looking for advertisers for your podcast, I seriously can't recommend Podcorn enough. The interface is so easy to use that even I can do it. All you have to do is log on to podcorn.com, that's P-O-D-C-O-R-N.com, and you can directly message brands about you and your podcast that might be interested in partnering up. As you've heard in the last couple of episodes, Franny and I have found some great brands to talk to you guys about, and that's all thanks to Podcorn. Podcorn is seriously a GLU. Again, that's P-O-D-C-O-R-N dot com. Check it out. We don't need to get into it, but... No, we don't need to. Times are tough. Um, yeah, it's a rough... It's, a, it's still a rough time, and I know that we start off every single episode saying like well we're depressed and (laughs) we're stuck in you know a stasis but um i'm trying to think of a positive of the week yeah what have you been up Um, to so i've been in cincy so i've just been working you know quote unquote every day um uh last night we played uno with my godfather but we did it so that he was like on FaceTime and my dad was like controlling the moves. That, That's so fucking that sad. That my godfather wanted to make. That's yeah. so fucking uh, like so like your dad was like telling your godfather like, okay, here's your hand. Yeah. Well, no, he would like show it. Like he was like on like FaceTime. Like we had a whole contraption where he could see like he could see the table as a fool and then also like there's another camera, so like my dad's hand was in front of it. So he and obviously it's Uno so you can just see like two blue and if you're gonna play it, you don't have to have privacy. Um, so yeah, but you know what? I, I've been thinking, and I think this would be a fun thing for us to do, um, as well, but, um, Meg and I were thinking of coming up with a custom scategories. Okay. And like scattergory, you know, but like, you guys are so cool. (laughs) (laughs) Because listen, that's a, that's a game you can play really easily over, right. Uh, FaceTime or whatever. So we could all we could all play that and it could be like, you know, cool scattergories. So this like. is my thing is like, obviously, I'm super down to connect with my friends and stuff, but I mm-hmm. generally just sort of hate games. Like, I like oh, yeah, playing, you don't like games. I like playing games with you, but like <laughs> having to have the attention span to like sit and having it on computer makes it like <laughs> having game on computer makes Sophie upset. Game on computer, like totally just breaks like breaks my stupid little brain Um, i think that's fair speaking of my stupid little brain i have to say i'm like deeply proud of myself for doing the ad read this week and figuring yeah you did i did congratulations y'all heard that at the top of the show i deeply consider myself to be a girl boss for this Mm -hmm. um going onto the platform downloading the information writing a little script for myself i did it in my sister's bedroom um because i like 
don't have a desk and that's the only desk in my parents house um yeah so that's very fun but speaking of girl bosses i think that we just have to talk about this on record <laughs> you know exactly what i'm gonna say yeah i was about to say okay chrissy tegan <laughs> okay miss girl boss we have to talk about this yeah do you think that it was, and I'm not saying that we have authority to say that whether yeah, or not it's racist. We don't. I want to. I uh, want to preface here, this with yeah. this, but I just still feel the need to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Do you think that Allison, like on a scale of like Angela Davis to Lena Dunham, where is Allison Roman? Um, I here's my thing with Allison Roman. Love her recipes. When I look at her Instagram or I look at her, I think I would hate to be around this person. Okay, and this person would be annoying. Because for me, she leans closer to Lena Dunham. Okay. Um, and and my my issue with that whole thing is, I think she made a really bad interview mistake, and I think that it is odd that she just chose like two Asian women to come at. But also, yeah, both of those things were were true and valid. So it's very odd that she right. said that. But so this is uh, what I have to say. Yeah. I think it's idiotic if girl, if you're gonna come I'm Jade Franny is literally right Jade rolling her face right now. <laughs> if you're gonna come at Chrissy Teigen, who has thirteen million Twitter followers, don't do it in an online magazine I've never heard of. Like mm-hmm. what the fuck Let's was that magazine? Who the fuck was that like man in a polo shirt who wrote that article? Yeah, exactly. Like, what like don't like Go to Vogue, bitch. Go to Mm people.com. Like, when I want to come at someone, I pick the forum that is most appropriate. And that's what I found confounding about the whole thing is that, like, nobody... First of all, like, Allison, like, I'm sure you're, like, a good gal. I'm sure you're fun to hang out with because you're always making the meatballs and everybody loves the meatballs. Stick to the meatballs. Like, don't worry about, like, you seem to be making enough money. You're literally on the New York Times, like, you know masthead not the masthead i've seen the facebook movie too many times the you got mm-hmm. bylines in the, in the new york times you're getting a consistent check for them like don't come at chrissy Teigen. everybody who yeah. likes chrissy Teigen's insane like that's like me coming at harry potter <laughs> yeah like, I have, Wait, you're gonna you're gonna uh there's gonna be a uh, interview with you in joyland and you're gonna be like harry totally. potter really sold out it's like me and like me and like yeah some like underpaid zine that's like yeah funded by like the university of texas being like hey you know what sucks harry potter and also i don't believe that jk rowling was ever on welfare like just saying something totally like abstract i i would i would say to allison roman unfortunately jealousy is a disease and totally get well soon bitch um (laughs) and i think i think that chrissy Teigen. i really did believe her rich tears in that thread why does it matter if we believe someone's I believe that Chrissy cries yeah. all the time. That doesn't make me feel bad for her. No, exactly. And it and she the thing the thing with that whole thing was I think that if this was not if we were not in quarantine, if people were not going insane, this would be nothing. Totally. <laughs> this would be an odd event. What I the Marie Kondo stuff, I think fair criticism and Well, because we, it's like I went on her website too and it's like it's like I'm not gonna it is truly crap. I mean it is like I'm gonna buy What a, is yeah, what like, is it that she it's sells? It's like a, um everything's like over seventy dollars. Um and it she sells like activated charcoal. No. Which Ac- we all know. What is that? Literally yeah. somebody literally get in my DMs and tell me what activated charcoal is, Marie Kondo, you little slut. Yeah. And 
good. <laughs> Sophie, I'm you're going to get canceled. That's fine. She she also, um, there's like a broom, like a standing broom set. Um, and so it it is all crap. But you know what? Get your bank girl. But no. Yeah. Do I think that's no, weird? No. We're not. This podcast does not tell anybody to get their bank girl. Get their bank. <laughs> we don't say that. But, okay. But, but it's, to me, it's a neutral, the girl bossery of it all. Right. <laughs> she, she, um, like if she's going to do that, I don't begrudge her. No, but, but I, I also, also don't, don't think that it's good. Right. That's my You know thing what? I, I, it's just like, whatever. I just don't care i just find like at this point and maybe this is uh, this obviously is like my privilege speaking through like the lens of like instagram leftism Mm -hmm. but like i just find making money at this point to be such a neutral act and like everybody's just kind of doing it because that's what we're programmed to do so like don't come at marie kondo for making money but also like yeah marie the shit that marie kondo makes is shitty but have you seen how fat her baby is like that baby yeah needs to get fed obviously yeah, it's a monster like yeah no I, wonder she's yeah. selling plastic shit but also like i'm never gonna watch her stupid little show again where she shows up and she's like get rid of all your shit and replace it with my like that's the shit is like we don't also calling on someone to like ideologically make sense in their existence is like super ridiculous yeah yeah and i i also thought that the the what that article led me to believe about allison roman is that she is uh dumb in some ways because chrissy Teigen was executive producing her show that why would you say that right like like that's why i'm not gonna go on record saying anything really bad about lena dunham if i was being interviewed like because what if she wanted to you know right also but like it's a difference between like not wanting to say anything bad about someone in case you guys work together in the future yeah but it's a different case to be like oh like this person literally is like giving money to my show and i'm just gonna like say yeah and she knew that too that's the thing is that that doesn't make any sense to me like that is like idiocy but honestly like i'm gonna keep making the meatballs and the peri peri meatballs right and if she wants to shout out to listener of the show aj uh they made some and they put it on their story and i like really i really want some yeah of those those looks with the greek yogurt and the um, yeah fuck yeah Uh, like that's the thing is like stick to what you do best i don't want to tell people to like not be like artists and writers to not be political but what it's like i just want the meatballs please don't say anything dumb in the future like well and and she also then immediately said well i'm gonna promote my line of like vintage spoons right which is which i'm not embarrassing no because we talk about something i did buy what did you buy um, I bought a uh, heart-shaped pink Dutch oven. That's hot. From here's a you know a tip for all my all my ladies out there. You can buy one from Le Creuset. It's like two hundred dollars. Don't do it. Or you could go to Macy's.com, Martha Stewart Collection, thirty dollar Dutch oven. Okay. Or you could go to the Le Creuset outlet store. Yeah, but that's still like I I I'll buy like a real Dutch oven for a lot of money for a heart shaped tiny ass Dutch oven. Okay. I don't want to spend that's $200. real dollars. You can make like heart shaped desserts in that. Yeah, I'm gonna make heart shaped French bread. Oh It'll fuck be yeah, good. I'm into that. Yeah, I yeah I um. That's the thing about like just like cooking supplies in general is like for the most part besides like you know your Dutch ovens, your mm-hmm. cast irons, like it's disposable. So it's like of yeah. course endless shit exists 
Yeah, it's going to break at some point. But I also just don't like, like, the Chrissy Teigen shit leaves a bad taste in my mouth because then, like, everybody from, like, basketball players to, like, um, what, Andy, Conan's sidekick, what is his last name? Andy Richter. (laughs) Andy Richter is, like, in her mentions, like, Chrissy, like, don't cry, you're my goddess, and it's, like, I just don't feel like then you just see all these famous people propping each other up and like yeah. making each other feel good. And I'm like, I don't need that. The Andy Richter thing is certainly a horny thing, though. He's in every like hot celebrities mentions. Really? Is he married? And he, well, he got divorced. Uh oh. Pretty recently. And he's um, like, hey, in case you leave John Legend, I'm super yeah. willing to eat your pussy. <laughs> Meg and I were talking about how like John Legend had responded and been like, "I love you. I love how your brain works." Guy. <laughs> and that would be like, well, and it would be like, wouldn't you? Um, they're probably sitting on the couch. I'm sure she's directing him to say oh, that. When, oh. and they live in the same house. Oh yeah. When I get into in, like when I get into an inevitable Twitter fight with like uh-huh. I don't know like Mindy Kaling's baby. Yeah. I will have Nick next to me being like, Queen, your pussy slays me. <laughs> <laughs> the way that your pussy works. Dot, yeah, dot, dot. I love you. That's like, yeah. yeah. That's. I'd rather yeah. have someone compliment me on the way my pussy works rather than the way my mind works. Yeah, me too. Right? It's Not like, really. <laughs> well, they're, this, they're one in the same. They're one in the same. My mind is my pussy. The my pussy is, is the pussy, mind of the mind. bottom half. <laughs> <laughs> you can quote um, me on that. I, I will. Um, so let's get in. We're doing a little Q&A. We got a lot of questions. Week. We did get a lot of questions. Um, so let's start. Um, we can just pick and choose and go back and forth. Yeah. Um, so let's see. So Spencer asked. Um, Friend of the pod. What's, Spence, yeah, Spencer Puppet. Uh, what's the most embarrassing thing you've done when you had a crush on someone? Okay. You want to start? Yeah, I have to think about this because I've done like a thousand embarrassing things. Yeah, me too. What haven't I done that's embarrassing? Truly. My, um, something I'm a queen yeah. of when I have a crush is like meticulously planning serendipitous meetings so yeah. like going places that I know someone is like my boyfriend this is so embarrassing I don't I haven't even told him this my boyfriend now when I was like when we were like first kind of starting to like we weren't like dating but we were like sort of like you know talking slash seeing each mm-hmm. other and I um would his the stop where he lived um on the train was like two stops like before mm-hmm where I lived Mm -hmm. and like coming back from like my job I would get off the train at his stop and then like literally walk up his street and like Mm -hmm. when I like knew he would be coming home from class so I would run into him and he would invite me over so we can make out that's um but I like didn't want to you know didn't want to text um so that's pretty embarrassing and I've like done that with multiple people like gone somewhere and then been like oh hey Hey, what's up? Didn't think about running into you here. Right, which is just like idiotic. Yeah. I think uh, this was just a move I would do a lot in like middle school is if someone didn't respond to like a Facebook message, I would copy and paste that message and send it again and then be like, my phone's going wild. Oh, I've like, totally done that. Or, or be the thing where I like had my friend take my phone and be like, oh, my friend sent that. That's that's wild. Yeah. 
I would always do the thing where I would like text someone and then be like, oh my God, that's so embarrassing. I didn't mean to text you, Jacob. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um. Also, just in terms of like general, well, here's one is that um, I, the guy I went to prom with, first of all, after prom, which I wasn't allowed to stay at the after prom party. Classic. Um, classic. Uh, made out with his ex-girlfriend, who's Rock also on. my friend. And then after that, um, I made out with him, and then he told me that he really liked, he really had a crush on another girl, like a third in our girl, group as like, he was driving me home. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's and a- he also told me I was a bad kisser. That sucks. Yeah. Yeah. I was told by someone, I mean, like in high school, that I was bad at blowjobs, and it like prevented me from sucking dick for several several years. Yeah. But that also is like I feel like we all need things to prevent us from sucking dick as like young women. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Yeah. Um oh, I maybe we can talk about this cuz this is related to to blowjobs, but um Nikki and Gabby that we've we've talked about them on the show. Yeah, friends friends of the show Nikki and friends Gabby. Friends of the show Nikki and Gabby. They have a song called Hair Tie. Whoa. They released this year all about sucking dick. And honestly, kind of a bop. Really? (laughs) And, okay, another thing about Nikki and Gabby. Last night, me and Meg watched um, a a video that Nikki had done a prank on Gabby called Home Invasion Prank, (laughs) where she just made it seem like she was going to die. I love that. Yeah. If somebody pranked me, like, within an inch of my life, well, first of all, those pranks are, like, fake. I hope. This one, no, this one was real. That's fucked up. If somebody pranked me, like, within she an inch of my stairs. life, I just, like, went, like, my boyfriend and I took a long time to recover from him, like, jumping out of the closet at me. Yeah, that's scary. Not metaphorically. <laughs> I, mean, I wish. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. I don't but know. I would recommend Hair Tie by Nikki and Gabby. Just watch the video. It features their real boyfriends who are not cute. That sucks. Um, I and there's a lot of, like, like yonic that... imagery. Nice. Girls like that yeah. never have hot boyfriends. Like, it's always a guy who you, like, like, he looks like he, like, drives a truck. Yeah, exactly. Um, oh, let's do this one also from Spencer. Let's recast a new 2020 click movie. Okay, this is great. I talk about recasting the um, the Fast and Furious movies a lot with, like, young women actresses. That's fun. Like um, an Ocean's 8. Right. Yeah. An Ocean's 8, except, like, Good and Sandra Bullock isn't yeah. in it. Um, so, I have to think. I think yeah, that, I have to think, too. I think that, like, the trend now among young women, I mean, I guess it's, like, still Westchester County, but is to be a little yeah. bit more, like, eclectic looking. Mm-hmm. Um, like I think we could get like I think we could get a solid Quavonjane Wallace, uh, Massey, yeah, thing happening. Let's let's do that. Yeah, so we let's Quavonjane Wallace, noted enemy of Chrissy Teigen, strangely. Oh my gosh, yeah, because Chrissy Teigen was like, "Do I have to like this bitch just because she's a child?" <laughs> it's like, Which, wasn't she like six years old? Yeah, like- <laughs> I feel that way about children all the time. Where you're like, "Oh, oh do yeah. I have to like this bitch because it's a child?" I like meet my yeah. friend's kid, and I'm like, oh, "Okay, you're a cunt." <laughs> so, so she definitely has that that boss bitch energy that Massey possesses. Right, so let's, like when she was in Annie. Yes, like that was like Massey energy. Yeah, so let's let's stick with her as Massey. And then I'm just going to kind of play around with age because... Do it. You know, why not? Um, I'm going to say let's get a Beanie Feldstein in there. Okay. Beanie Uh, Feldstein, uh, like Dylan. 
Yeah. But that would like comic release Dylan being Dylan. Fat. Well, maybe a Beanie Feldstein Claire. No, because Beanie's too no. likable. Yeah, that's exactly. Also, Beanie, so- like, I want to get down with Beanie. I know. So that makes me think, because out of the other girl, well, let's okay, let's go. With, let's try to find our Alicia. Okay, I'm just um, gonna say this right now. Mm-hmm. Billie Eilish Lane. I refuse to <laughs> elaborate or justify. Yes. I like that. I think that's fun. Um, She's like, want to see my boombox purse? <laughs> that's hey. dope. So where, who would Ariana be? Would Ariana be Alicia then? Maybe. I think, yeah. Yeah, that could work. Yeah. Even though I don't really fuck with her. Yeah. Um, I honestly think that an even better recasting of this would be uh, with full adult women actresses. Totally. Like, so who's going to be in our, like, so in our reboot. Um, Lindsay Lohan, Dylan. Yeah. But have we even gone beyond the need for like a mid 20s, mid 30s? And are we getting into our our uh, Diane Keaton's, our Meryl Streep's? Right. I think. Meryl's I Claire. Think, yeah. Um, I'm going to. Yeah, Meryl is Claire. Um, I'd like to get my girl Audra in there somewhere. Audra's like Audra McDonald. I think, hmm, maybe Audra's Lane. No, no way. No? Audra's like a Kristen. Yeah, smart, sporty. Yeah. Yeah. The thing is, it's like thinking of anybody like remotely dignified playing these roles is like yeah you can't do it right like you literally need like all of the girls in the movie look like they are like cereal box models and that's like kind of what you need like you need like disney kids who are like a little bit rank looking yeah so you're you're gonna need your uh your bella thorns right (laughs) yeah you need like a pre a pre like crack cocaine bella thorn yeah. Or maybe even like a like a edging into crack cocaine Bella Thorne. Mm-hmm. Um speaking of which, I was listening to another podcast today that I'm not gonna plug, uh, but they were talking about the fact that Debbie Ryan is actually a really great time. Yeah. Like she's, she's super fun to hang out TikTok. with. Yeah. And now I'm pissed at people for being mean to her because it sounds like she's just like an all around great person and very fun to party with. Yeah, she sounds nice. Yeah. And so, Debbie, if you want to come on the show, Debbie, I guess come on the this pod. is an open invitation. Yeah. I feel like she, like, really got a bad rep because she... I feel like Debbie kind of has, like, a donk and none of the other Disney girls, like, had an ass. <laughs> and I literally no. think that that makes people hate Debbie. Like, Debbie had, like, boot tits and ass, TNA. Yeah. They're they're jealous of it. They're jealous of her Radio Rebel yeah. stardom. Dude, Radio Rebel was a... I've never seen it. Neither have I, that. but I, like, feel like... It's kind of like heritage to us, to Radio yeah. Rebels. Yeah. Um. So we didn't we didn't answer that question very well, but as we said, it's in it might be impossible because we can't imagine. You're asking me to do something that's like philosophically like tough in that situation. <laughs> yeah. I guess is what I'm trying to say. I'm I might need more research time for this one. It's um, just like what is the theoretical like a- what is my theoretical angle on casting this? Like am I trying to make yeah. it like a TV movie? Am I trying to make it like like family oriented? Is it like kind of like a Riverdale like gritty type thing? Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah. give me give me a sign. Um, well, we'll come back to this one. Maybe we can come back next week. 
I really like this um this question from at film thick on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, how rich do you think Claire was? <laughs> I think rich. I think I think richer than than she's tried to make out to be because if you remember they were gonna just move to Chicago and like buy a house in Chicago. Right. So it's like Which is expensive. Yeah. That's like you're talking at least five hundred K there, right? Yeah. I mean I don't know yeah. much about real estate, but like even like a house like in Chicago, like Chicago, Chicago, yeah. Right. Like we're it's not expensive. talking about Skokie. No. Um and even then it's like, you know. I think that the Lions family was like definitely downplaying their financial situation to um the blocks 100 Mm percent like they knew they could get free rent and they were just kind of like oh like we're poor but they're poor in the way that like middle class bitches like myself are like oh i'm poor and it's like literally like i've never been i've never been not able to afford food i just like can't buy a beamer right would i like a beamer yeah they're like I I think that they I don't think I think that Massey interprets that Claire is poor, but I don't think any of the parents are thinking about it. I think it's more of like a favor to them. They're just like, "Oh, stay here while you wait for like, right. you know, to get your your new house." Yeah, it's like a logistical um, thing. They're probably closer in Well, Massey's just like stinking rich. But, you know, I think Claire, I think her parents just um want to raise her right. <laughs> what so industry? Like, you can have gap. What industry do you think the dad is in? You know what? I am going to say real estate. That's what I was going to say. Just yeah. something having to do like with like mortgage, like yeah, collecting rent. Yeah, I think so too. He's a landlord. <laughs> Maybe he, they're still paying rent. I don't think they are. Like, why? So? At, the, at which point, like. Like, that doesn't make any sense to me. Like, when no. you're super rich and you have someone move into your guest house, like, mm-hmm. you don't have them pay rent. Like, that's tacky. Like, that's some, like... I'm that's a, some Hannibal Burris. That's some, like, <laughs> Hannibal Burris. That's some, like, like I feel like the family in The Sopranos would do that. Like, that's some yeah. Italian shit. Okay, I'll say it. Yeah. You're you're allowed to say it. That says that Jace will go on the pod. Yeah. I'm going to let that go. Yeah. I'm not anti-Italian, but I will say (laughs) shitty things about them. Film Thick also asks, it's Mother's Day and I just thought of this. Every girl reflects their mothers. And from what I can tell, Alicia has the best mother. What's your take on all the girls' relationship to their mothers? So this is my Uh, thing is I don't care about the moms. I care about Mrs. Marvel. I care about Dylan's mom. Okay. Because I think she's bad. Um, Obviously, all of these moms are bad moms. Like these children act a fool yeah these children do act a fool they have no supervision um i also think that the moms might just be well you know here's the thing Kristen, her mom seems like she's a working full-time nurse so stressful job um she can't really keep tabs she's on a, she's Kristen. one of our heroes yeah i'm banging pots and pans together for Kristen's thick mom <laughs> Kristen's thick mom um i'm i'm just obsessed with I think I think when they grow up, Dylan is going to have the worst relationship with her mom because her mom literally slept with her history teacher at one totally. point. Totally, that's the kind of how shit can you get like, over that? Once you like start drinking and doing drugs, that's the shit that bubbles to the surface right away. Like you fucked my history teacher. <laughs> yeah, they're on they're on like vacation and there's like a big fight. Yeah, 
right? Like they're like they in have like one of those vacation the Maldives. Fights. Yeah. Oh my god, I love yeah. vacation fights. The best shit comes out over vacation when you're just yeah. like so bored and you're like, what else are you gonna do other than fight? Exactly. Yeah. Um, Kevin asks, have you guys been following this murder hornet business? Are you scared which host would be more likely to get stung? Uh, then he says, I bet Sophie because of her olive oil sweats. Okay. Kevin is thinking not of me, but of my former roommate and friend of the pod, Michelle Castro. She has olive oil sweats. I Does she smell like olive oil? No. Michelle just has a lot of like bodily issues because of the yeah. way that she chooses to engage with food i guess (laughs) um and she always talks about how her sweat is like olive oil um and mine is like decidedly not kevin you know i'm clean you know that i shower every day i don't know why you're like bringing things up on my podcast um that being said i haven't been following the murder horner business if i die i die yeah i i think you would be more likely to get stung because I think that I would protect myself from the murder hornets by staying inside. So you think I like go outside? I think I think that you would actively. I think that you would actively face death with the murder hornets and say, "If I die, I die." See, now you're using my words against me in a way that's not fair <laughs> because I don't think we're just talking about living normal lives here. Like, okay. In our normal lives, I think I, I think I'm faster than you. I'll go ahead and I'll yeah, you, say that. Yeah, you definitely are faster than me. You run more than and me. And I'm not fast. You've been running. But you know what I'm saying. <laughs> but I am faster than Franny, I will say. My legs are longer than yours, though. I could maybe... Could, could maybe. I could I bound? I think I have much... I do think I have less stamina I think if we you. were to fight, I would, be less that fast. I would win. I think that yeah, you probably my, my, a... I think my uh, balance, my center of gravity is bad because right. I'm tall. I've so got a giant definitely. ass and a few i mean i'm a few inches shorter than you so i feel like if it came down to it i could really like take you down yeah exactly um you want to ask a question yeah i'll ask a question um this is good this is from nath it says or is it nat i think it's nath okay nath on twitter nath on twitter baby sorry if i'm misnaming you um when you were reading the books as a kid did you see them as aspirational or a satirical takedown of wealthy people um uh definitely aspirational so i feel like i wanted to see them as like somewhat satirical like in in the vein of like a like a mean girls or something where like i knew it was fake but it's the kind of thing where it's like you know i was like a like a dopey little like butch child who was like i mm-hmm. never want to be a cheerleader but like obviously my only you aspiration did. was to like be skinny and be a cheerleader yeah and like have my hair grow in a pattern that made sense Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like the same thing where like it's like reading a tabloid where you're like, oh, these stupid sluts, but then like given the opportunity to be a stupid slut, you would like one hundred percent. I I definitely all I wanted was to be like Massey because when you're when you're like me and you're a a teen and all the only power that you have when you're an ugly teen is being like, well, I'm better than other people. So Massey takes that and she makes it cool. She makes being mean cool when really it's just, it just makes you look bad. Right. You know? Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. So I was, I think that I definitely saw Massey as like, like I knew that she was supposed to be wrong, but it's like, but I could be like that and I'd be happier. 
what's the time do you remember like as a tween just like doing something like reprehensible to someone because you felt like they were like more powerful to you than you yeah I mean definitely I I think like in high school like I I have a lot of regrets because just because like just not to necessarily to people outside of friendships but like within like all these like toxic friendships I had cultivated I think I, I did like bad things you know like like what? Like, like just like heavily like going out of my way to like shit talk someone with like other friends or like writing down stuff that I like hated about someone you know like stuff I I really went out of my way to fuel any fire of um hate and and meanness that I could so you weren't being a kindness punk no (laughs) you weren't advocating kindness punkery no I think that I was like and I and I think about it a lot and I'm like I hope that no one you know, and I've talked to people who I had friendships with, and I, I certainly think that it was a mutually fueled thing, but but I, I really wish that I would have, like, behaved differently. But, right. But at some point, the only power that you have is is being... Being a kind. When, yeah, that seems like that's the only power you have. Totally. Um, Or, like, you know, I, I think just, like, jealousy was such a big issue for me in high school, and, like, still is, and... I have to stop myself and be like, okay, do I hate this person or am I like jealous of them? So you're saying that you have like an Allison Roman, Chrissy Teigen thing an going Allison on. Roman. Yeah, and jealousy That's the is thing a is disease, like, and I have to get over it. I don't know if jealousy is a disease though, because jealousy is like very much our natural state. But at least be open about it. Like my thing is like yeah. when somebody, and this is like the problem that I've been having. Like in this, like I, I don't like. I'll show my cards. I really don't give mm-hmm. a shit about. Like, when it comes down to it, Allison Roman or Chrissy Teigen, they both have meatball recipes. I'll make both meatball recipes. Like, I tend... We should have a meatball off. Meatball off between the two of them. That's funny. Yeah. Um, But I tend to follow Allison Roman's stuff more just because I dislike Chrissy Teigen's whole, like, I'm a model, but I also am weird. I'm funny. Yeah. Because I'm like, okay, you can be pretty or funny. Pick one. Um, yeah. And, but my thing is, I don't care about it. But the thing that's really upset me about the whole situation is like how like, like leftist writer Twitter community is like everybody wants to like be the one to call out the racism and call out the hypocrisy. And it's like, don't you guys realize that like especially as a white person and like a person who like literally is like has a job writing like and you're making like a living writing like do you not realize that you are totally capable of this same level of idiocy yeah it's like that's the shit that pisses me off where it's like we're all fucking stupid like everybody could be like quote unquote canceled for something but like that Mm -hmm. and also newsflash we all have redeeming qualities so it's like why do you have to participate in something when like your voice just unequivocally does not matter yeah right it's like i if i never heard from like like i don't want i obviously i don't want to like single anyone out but it's just like there's so much i mean i guess we've talked shit about roxanne gay on the podcast before we could talk about roxanne gay it's like roxanne yeah like you I just don't care like I don't care there are too many like writers who like have like these like weirdly takedowns yeah and it's just like well and Roxanne is a good example of that because like she is someone who I think like 
like and in her her writing like she's been unfairly people have treated her in in bad ways however do i like the like cultivation of like um like the nemesis thing no and that's the thing is i think that's when it comes down to it like people in the media versus like normal like day-to-day people like i i grant them i i look upon their like call outs or um threads like that with more suspicion because it's like well you're getting something out of this you're getting content out of it right it's like we all like like writing especially online has shifted Mm -hmm. largely from like largely from like essential things to like content creation because of Mm -hmm. like and this is not bad it's just like how it is it's like the need for clicks in order to like keep people's salaries paid and it's like just the weird reactionary notion of it where like there was a thing where I like I'm not going to talk about it specifically but like I was involved in a situation and a reporter like several months after the situation but like the circumstances changed and it was able to become public a reporter tweeted about the situation and it was just like in a totally like the facts were true but it was in a way that was not like all of the information was not being presented so as to make like a certain party look bad Mm -hmm. and it's just like the irresponsibility of that when you have like vice or like the new york times or like the washington post in your headline i just find i find that reprehensible like and i know that like the famous tag is to be like oh well my opinions are my opinions but like you do like carry a certain like societal authority and to just say Mm -hmm. stuff that's like not really like not necessarily true or you're not including all the information it's just like i don't know like write that down in your journal like talk about it with your friends yeah, and, and that's what, what's hard. And I think even with, like, the Chrissy Teigen, um, Allison Roman, Marie Kondo stuff, it's like, I know what my opinion is, and I know how I feel. But actually, I don't. I Like, I'm saying that. Like, I my opinions right now are totally formed by other people. <laughs> right, but it's also okay uh, to have, I, I like, know, a I, liquid opinion. And that's yeah, something that, yeah. like... I feel like Twitter has like taken away from us because everybody wants to be the first, even like when someone dies, like everybody wants to be the first to tweet about it. Yeah. Everyone has to have a take on something. Right. Um, and yeah, that's, that's hard. And, and my thing with that is like, I, I will never make, well, actually I did. So I made, I made a call out post for not really even a call out post, but some like dumb, uh sorority girls at miami university who were franny holding cannot leave the sorority girls alone i cannot it makes me so mad it's like your trigger like, i think it. yeah it, it is because okay. it, it represents to me everything that is like reprehensible like like and and i'm really into like you know standing up for one's values and stuff and i don't think that you can do that when you're involved in a group like that no um and and you know what my thing and, about but, sorority like, girls i'll admit is... that there's some jealousy in there like you know but but it's right, like because you they're have hot. to yeah but it's like but i could and you get benefits you get societally you know um good benefits out of looking like that and being in an organization like that and like, there's a lot of benefits, but I don't, at the end of the day, I don't think it's a, it's a good thing to do. And like, I have friends in sororities, but, and that's different for, for them, but like posting stuff like that, where you're just being so 
tone deaf is really just gets my goat. Yeah, I agree. I think it just like, like, obviously, I think being in a sorority, I've said it on the sh- on the show before, I think it's irredeemable. I truly think it's like a mark against a person that you can never come back from. However, mm-hmm. I think I have less of a visceral re- reaction to it because I did go to a private all girls high school and that's just kind of like what it was and all of those girls like that's what they were and I just kind of got there and right away I was like oh I hate this and then I like just kind of so then once it got to college it didn't affect me but I will say a girl in the easiest sorority to get into at Loyola tried to fuck my boyfriend and was that the vampire weekend girl yeah and I don't Mm. fuck with her she's she's one of our one star reviewers I'm pretty sure I'm sure she is and I'm yeah, like, girl, like, like yeah. if you would have gotten to Kappa, I would have at least given you a chance. Yeah. But like, but, really? Yeah. ASA? It's like, sweetie, that's barely even a sorority. I'll <laughs> Damn, say Damn, go off. Um, my, I, to go back to the like, the Allison Roman stuff, like, I think something that cancel culture, like I've had to like watch out for is with my OCD, my go-to worldview is that things are black or white and you're either good or you're evil and like that's just not a healthy way to see the world and it's not a healthy way to be oneself in the world and like so I tend to stay out of like the one thing that I will get involved with like or that I feel like it's usually well deserved is like sexual harassment or sexual assault based cancel culture because we haven't gotten to a point in society where one can like I, I don't know. Like, or, no, I don't I even agree. get involved We're, with it. But we have we are at a point as a society where like there really still isn't a consistent um, situation of accountability for people who rape other people. No, there's no accountability. Like zero. Um, yeah, but um, in general, like I, I think that most people are trying to be good and so that's what's hard especially within cancel culture where like i think it's really important to be aware of oneself and like be aware that you are like everyone is born with inherent biases and those are those are bad and you have to get over that but i don't think anyone is born without those right and i think sometimes the people who like start those and you said this yesterday in a text but it's like you're trying to project something that that is that is within them right they're like they're working and i think that this is okay but this is like part of the problem with social media is that people want to work through like these ugly feelings that we have in ourselves Mm -hmm. by publicly projecting that those feelings aren't okay and it's just like when it's more useful to just be like to yourself you don't have to admit it to anyone else like just stand there and sit in it and be like oh my god I had this really really racist like knee-jerk reaction or I have like a sexist knee-jerk reaction and we all have those like every single person because of like living under late capitalism and Mm -hmm. to just sit there in yourself and be like oh like this is a fucked up thing that I just thought like I need why to, am I thinking that right not even why yeah. am I thinking that just like oh I need to eradicate this from myself right and not say it out loud like by saying it out loud you're almost giving it like a certain perpetuity that like it doesn't necessitate yeah and that's also like the whole thing like you know with and and that's like you know not to keep bringing up my OCD but like with like intrusive thoughts and stuff like the whole point is that thoughts are thoughts and they're not they're not reflective of you or yourself it's like what you choose to do with those thoughts 
And cancel culture sometimes makes it almost as if you, everyone is born, like anything that enters your mind is your, is your character and yourself. And that's just not how human brain development works. And like, yeah, the most important thing is to recognize those things and like move forward from them and like actively combat your internalized biases, but no one's going to be perfect. And like, literally that's, and that's what we have to work towards, like as a society and within oneself are like, personal accountability for like being like racist or like you know and like right yeah or and i guess we're using that as main example because that's our our you know main privilege um right or is you know being white so but but like same with other people like and i'm i've had like you know even but and i know that those are not indicative of who i am as a person because i've had so much like also like internalized like homophobia too and it's like so if we can if you can internalize something that is you right then i think that and that's not a fault of of the individual more so of well i think that too is that like the way so like obviously like internalized racism sexism homophobia is Uh a thing but the way that we've like made that um made that into a word like internalized like projects a responsibility on the individual that like really isn't there because these things are external they're like literally built into the fabrics of our society and like our Mm -hmm. buildings our streets our roads like are all built in the model of um white male supremacy so like sometimes i think it's really easy to guilt yourself into and by guilting yourself you then recenter yourself in the situation like right it's really easy to guilt yourself by being like, oh, all yeah. of these things are inside of me when really it's just like osmosis. Yes. And and exactly. And that like really, it's even kind of like when you think about like on another level, like climate change stuff, like should we as individuals be doing things to combat that? Yes. But like at the end of the day, what has to happen is major changes within like the infrastructure of society. And that goes the same for like any sort of um, discrimination that people are facing because individuals recognizing this isn't ourselves like is important but but the reason why it's there is because yeah like our society is is bad (laughs) right that's yeah it's I don't know it's like everybody also like and this is coming out pretty hard with like the self-quarantining and like COVID Mm -hmm. stuff is everybody is like a cop and like everybody wants to police other people's behaviors despite Like, and I'm not saying that I'm, like, I'm 100% complicit in this. It's, like, you wish mm-hmm. that everybody could, like, behave using your How outlook you, on the world yeah. and, like, your the information present to you. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, that to me is, like, real idiocy. And that's what pisses me off about Twitter is that, like, people then, like, like the autostraddle article, which was idiotic to begin with, um, like, about... about- uh, I didn't see that. It was about like how much lesbians love Alice and Roman, and it came out be- like hours before she got canceled. <laughs> and then the oh, editor editor felt the need to like put in this like three paragraph like addendum to the beginning, and was like, "I I was for I like loved her, but I'm not her friend. But I hope that her real friends are calling her in right now to like deal with this." And it's like, can't you just like let your stupid fluff article that you wrote just be what it is? yeah exactly it's like you don't need to like you feel that like that is protection of your image like either delete the article or just leave it up and let people like realize that you wrote a stupid blog post about how you like cooking yeah like that doesn't make you a bad person and that's that's probably mostly like 
I and I think we all see that issue mostly in like paid media professionals, um, especially when it is like you are in a in a you know culture and in a um, job category whatever that is so like dominated by like like richer white people that like I think people feel the need to like make sh- like make it known that they are not bad and they're trying to open up stuff but right. it, but it's like then then give. Yeah, but it's like, but that's that. You said something really, about Allison Roman is not going to change that. Yeah, and I really feel for like I'm not saying that like I shouldn't have said it's like idiotic, but it's like yeah, I really feel for paid media professionals in that way mm-hmm. because it's like because of the ubiquitousness of like the internet and like the way like Twitter is just kind of like a crucible for like weird blogging reporting is like you're constantly like something you wrote could go viral and like be taken the wrong way and you could have like a million people threatening to kill you in your dms and like i mm-hmm. feel for that and i realize that like you don't want to be canceled and also it's like a matter of safety but also it's just like you don't have to get involved with everything and like you yeah. releasing something that you wrote to like poor timing we should all have the maturity to realize that that's not on you. <laughs> like, right. And people could complicit. also like look at the timestamps or whatever. Right. Like, you know, like, and even like on this pod, like every time we record an app, I'm like, oh, am I going to get canceled? Which is, I know that's an OCD thing, but it's like mostly like. No, it's real. Yeah. I mean, not telling you, I'm not telling you that you're in. Yeah, I, I am going real. to get canceled. <laughs> <laughs> no, you should be worried. Um, no, no, it's, yeah. but that's the thing. That's kind of what, I mean, I really don't have any feelings towards Allison Roman other than mm-hmm. as previously stated meatball, meatball. related. Um, yeah. But I did, I'm not, I don't want to say I felt for her, but like the way, like the perfect storm of like totally stupid things that she shouldn't have mentioned and the way they all lined up to be like, to present itself as like this sort of like anti-Asian narrative, like that, like a lot of that was like, coincidental i feel Mm -hmm. and i'm not saying that she doesn't have an anti-asian bias like i really don't know i would have to know more about like how she conducts herself and yeah like her specific yeah like whatever i just don't care but i just feel like it took us like had that article circulated as widely as it should have coming from a stupid paper that no one reads um Mm -hmm. this wouldn't have happened it's just the fact that like certain things aligned and she said idiotic enough things that it like just kind of blew up I don't know I don't know what I'm saying but it's just no I I, it's 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 a lot and it's like something that I'm like I don't I'm trying to tell myself I don't need to have an opinion on this it's not up to me to me having an opinion on it will not change you know the outcome and also like I have a question they're all yeah how much do you think because obviously it turns into like a feminist thing of course Uh how much do you think this actually has to do with everyone involved being a woman probably a little bit um I and that's that's what I think really turned me off on the call out posts is it's like I don't they're all rich I don't care right. that's my they're thing all so so rich um and that's what's hard and not to be like a class essentialist or whatever but like I I care much less about these perceived um probably probably these like real like microaggressions um when they're coming from 
when it's like a lay person like us like interpreting them for these rich people <laughs> that's <laughs> you how know I feel. like where it's like, like and, and yeah i just think that it always whenever like a woman says something stupid and then she gets called out it always becomes like a feminist argument when i'm like like you just said something stupid like that's the thing is like it would have yeah. been so easy for her to get online and be like hey i said something stupid foot in mouth but like why does it always have to turn to powerful women like need to get dragged down because like i this is and i maybe i'm fucking crazy and maybe i'm mm-hmm. like really like leaning on a privilege of being a white woman born in the 21st century but it's like men get like powerful men people are waiting to drag them down too especially powerful black men like i don't know i've been watching the michael jordan documentary like everybody was like super obsessed with being like obsessed with michael jordan but as soon as like even like a remotely scandalous report about him was published like Mm -hmm. people pounced on it and reporters like wanted to be the first one to like say something like scandalous about america's sweetheart michael jordan yeah yeah so yeah so it's not only yeah, it, it's happening. It's happening to everyone, Pro- but probably not white men. <laughs> it is though. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, maybe it is. Like, yeah. maybe in in like a Trumpian way, it's not like all of these people, like that kind of the mm-hmm. political thing, sort of dominates it. But I just feel like we all want each other to fuck up. Like that's what jealousy yeah, exactly. is. Exactly. Like, that's what, and that's also something about, and that's I think also goes to show that everyone that people are taking down so much are like you know rich people because that's not a situation that we're going to be in and none of us have that currency so the only way to obtain any of that currency is to say no actually they don't deserve it right which is like like talking i don't know talking about whether people deserve their wealth at this point to me is so boring because it's like no one deserves their wealth no absolutely not yeah like not even and they have it so like that's and that's the marie kondo thing it's like i don't I don't begrudge her for no, making money, but just, she did make money and it's right. stupid. You and know? I have no <laughs> feelings. Like, that's the thing is like, I'm, yeah, it's, I'm totally I don't, neutral. Right. Like these, that's the thing about lifestyle brands is I don't want to have an opinion about any of them. The whole point of a lifestyle brand, like that is what these people are striving for in the creation mm-hmm. and like implementation of like their lifestyle brands and products is like for people to have no opinion on them. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. other than like buy it or don't buy it. And like, I've been on the Goop website. I haven't bought anything because, like, I can't afford anything on the Goop website. But if, like, as soon as the day comes when I'm able to afford, like, a $1,000 face mask, I might buy one. And that's, like, not necessarily a moral failing on my part. Like, it just shows that I'm an idiot and we're all idiots. Yeah, exactly. It's a really complicated, hard situation and one that I don't think... It's just so hard... And at the end of the, I don't know, at the end of the day, we're flailing um, and people are making billions and billions of dollars. Right. You know, like, I. so it's. it's and like, those people like it Chrissy matter. Teigen <laughs> isn't making billions and billions of dollars. I'm not saying no, she's not no. rich, but I know that's I'm agreeing with you. That's what you're yeah, saying yeah. is like, I literally feel like, like, why can't we just come at the Twitter guy? You know what I mean? Like the guy who owns Twitter. Like, why aren't we constantly coming at him? Like, why? Like. Why is it so yeah. hard to get to the fucking Zuck? Like, if, like, let's cancel the Zuck. Yeah, let's but cancel him. The th- that's the thing about p- these people like Trump and like Zuck is that they're uncancelable because they are so removed from like humanity. 
Yeah, they they have no, they're not going to, and in, in a way they're also removed from, I do think like, I got into an argument I think with my, not an argument with my dad, but like a discussion like back when Bernie was still running, like about like the narrative of like, and I think it's kind of harder for um, people our age versus, you know, o- older people to like, when Bernie says that like being a billionaire is a bad thing, I think that's hard for people who are older and have some property and like totally well that's yeah wealth that's the thing is like our dads who have like Mm -hmm. and i don't know much about your dad's like background Mm -hmm. as far as his family but i think it's pretty safe to say that both of our parents have had to like work really really hard to like get to the financial point that they're at so like when they see billionaires they kind of just like exponentialize it to be like that person must have also worked hard for their wealth yeah and it's also like and you know like i think that's a totally valid place to come from for like people who are like uh you know not maybe like first in their family like go to college like stuff like that like chill like people who are children of baby boomers are gonna have that view and that makes sense and that's like a good i think that's an empathetic view to have right because um, but, what people yeah. don't bring up about boomers is that a lot of them like suffered and their children yeah. like had to watch that yeah exactly and so but then when you think about it, I mean, for me, it's like, I think that, you know, it's exponential. So if you have a hundred billion dollars, yeah, your brain is going to work a, di- a little, your values are going to be different than someone who has like a hundred million dollars. And I, they're not bad people at their core, but wealth can, does and can absolutely like, like brainwash you. Yeah. Wealth and is like, it's an addiction. Yeah, and it's and it's that's not their fault, but I no, do think that like would those people be better people if they weren't billionaires? Definitely. Yeah, I think like just the idea. I mean, like this is like theoretical, but like the idea of fault is we get tripped up on that because it's so easy. Yeah. But like it's just kind of like a distraction from like yeah. what's the truth? Like the truth is that people shouldn't be billionaires because like just by having a billion dollars, like even if it just sits in a bank, you are oppressing millions yeah you are yeah so So, and that's and yeah right it's like the personal we get caught up too much in like the personality of who holds that money but really money is money and it should be distributed in a way that is fair like i said on the phone the other night the only person that should be allowed to sell something is the person i bought the eyeshadow from when i drank a whole bottle of wine yeah shout out to claro psyche i haven't gotten it yet i should get it tomorrow but you guys i bought 70 dollars worth of your makeup after i got drunk the other night same i bought 35 i only bought one palette but we all have the palettes now so we'll have to do matching looks we should we should do a live there's like a red and an orange yeah we should do a live that'd be fun we could do an insta live yeah that would be a lot Um, of fun should we do more click questions before we let's continue talking about internet socialism um so my girlfriend asks which click character which why click do we get character to, why do we have Tyra? to answer questions your girlfriend asks can't you just call her and answer the no I'm kidding. no we have a this is part of our our dom sub relationship right. she can only talk to me if it's via questionnaires uh and she says also can you talk about how tyra said she was discovered at 13 but then describes it as i was sitting on a beach and a girl told me i should be a model i which is very funny i have like you and meg delved back into early antm mm-hmm. um i think that personally speaking of internalized racism and like i guess more like like 
ethnic essentialism would be the better mm-hmm. term but i literally think that watching that show is like the reason i have like like certain ideas about like just certain like weird things where tyra's like oh well you know april you're asian so you have to be like this like oh tyra tyra <laughs> is like the way that she treated the contestants of color is appalling the way that she treated all of the yeah. contestants but specifically like openly being like girl you are exotic like yeah it's gross <laughs> yeah she she has some issues um that being said i do think she's alicia because alicia is has the most like tyra-esque qualities i'm nodding in terms of um alicia i'm remembering just when she like set up her dad's office to be like a lawyer boardroom and they had like a negotiation i'm like that's so tyra yeah she wants to be in the media it's like play acting like all of Tyra's yeah, exactly. shit um going to harvard quote unquote for three weeks for like yeah. a certificate program mm-hmm. that bitch i like i yeah. yeah um tyra truly and also the fact that she got on twitter this week and was like i did say all those horrible things you guys are so <laughs> observant like that is how one should react to being canceled yeah. if you can't yeah like if you can't immediately take like a trauma-informed like approach to it and like really be like oh i'm gonna like read up about abolitionism and like think about my own microaggressions you need to double down and be like oh my god i was racist no yeah. apology like don't be a pussy like yeah don't try to make people feel bad for you and and she didn't she was just like yep i i I honestly was like i thought that that was that was you know she's tyra is tyra but like that's a way to respond to it and like be like yep i i said that yeah exactly like own it own it and learn from it it went away did she delete it no i mean like the tyra thing went like the controversy on twitter went away instantly because people were like tyra be tyra um we should talk about sometime uh my roommate sent this to me which is on the Tyra show there was something called the LGBTQ kingdom Absolutely. maybe just the LGBT kingdom but it was like there was like a gay man a bisexual woman a lesbian a trans woman and then maybe like a straight person oh so you God. know the five the only five things that people can be the five no genders. overlap <laughs> you know how transgender is like not people with who are transgender it's are one thing dog. void of sexuality thing, um but it was like who will be the king who will be the queen who will be the that rocks <laughs> i haven't watched all of it um that's what i love about Ty- like that's the thing though is like it's so quaint like tyra's whole worldview is so quaint because she's kind of like stuck at being like 18 years old and a model mm-hmm. and like she's experienced she's stuck at being 13 when right. someone's told her she should be a model on the beach <laughs> on the beach <laughs> um also side note on a recent episode she showed pictures of herself when she was a little kid and she's terrifying looking she's yeah, so skinny is huge. it's like yeah she literally looks like one of those kids who this is so fucked up but like one of those kids who like is on like one of those like horribly like weird tlc shows like being exploited by their parents who's like oh my kid like has this disease and he's the only one who has it like that's literally what she looks like she is like fully like alien looking and yeah I can imagine this woman on the beach passing her and being like, sweetheart, you should be a model and like meaning it like because she felt bad for her. Yeah. But you I know what? I can't believe we've gotten to the it. point in quarantine where I'm like literally calling kids ugly. Well, what are you going to do? It's okay. We already had fat baby you know? gate. And uh, we, we, all, we already, we know that Tyra's hot now, so it doesn't really matter. That's the thing is I like, and 
hot we were both ugly children yeah hot privilege transcends all um transcends all other privilege in my opinion exactly i this is fucked up but speaking of being ugly children I know that I was an ugly child because I only have one memory of like a person who wasn't in my family calling me pretty. And it was Mm -hmm. the lifeguard at the pool we went to. um, And Mm -hmm. then the next day she died in a car accident. (gasps) Oh, the day after she called me pretty. That's explain that science. Yeah. Cancel Um, that Twitter. So, yeah, I think I think Tyra's Alicia. Did you would you agree with that? Yeah. Um, then, um, Next, we have some questions. Um, so uh, Nick Anderson asked, well, he texted me. He said, um, I haven't heard you guys talk much about how parents and teachers hated the click. At least my mom did. Uh, pretty sure my sisters weren't allowed to read it. I know other moms felt the same way. My junior high library wouldn't carry it. Um, and then he sent me a screenshot of something from a website called commonsensemedia.org and has questions to talk to your kids about. So and this is about the click movie, but I think this could still apply to the book. This is something, and I believe this is a Christian website that rates movies yeah. on whether they are appropriate Usually or not. these family values websites always have some sort of like God. God yeah, twist. exactly. Um, talk to your kids about this. Families can talk about what it means to wear nice clothes. Some parents might remember Benetton sweaters, Ray-Bans, or Air Jordans being the must-have <laughs> items when they were in high school. But cost-wise, these luxury goods were quote-unquote bargain basement compared to what the pretty committee uh wears every day um so yeah what does it mean for you to wear nice clothes sophie this is the thing is i'm like what like these like i don't think i had any um any um concept of nice like nice clothes versus not nice clothes when i was a kid and that kind of ties into what um i think i forgot to put it on here but what kirby had asked which is like um how does the luxury fashion talk affect us? I um, remember reading these and like asking my mom what the words meant because I didn't know yeah. about des- like because yeah. like kids I don't th- shouldn't yeah. know about designers unless it's from like an aesthetic standpoint. I think that I definitely yeah I think I I thought of it more as an aesthetic thing versus a price thing because when we used to do the price points like stuff is like in the thousands of dollars range right. and i certainly i think i was thinking oh a burberry sweater is 50 dollars instead totally, of totally totally 20 dollars. i remember like at theater camp one year my friend like her dad gave her a 50 dollar bill for lunch and i had like and i was like I got to start fucking getting involved in my finances because Zoe's out here with a $50 bill and like, Mm -hmm. I ain't shit. Like I've got $10 for my dad. Like, yeah. Like I remember I thought like, like one time when I was like, maybe like 12, maybe I think it was for my eighth grade graduation. My mom bought me a pair of shoes that was a hundred dollars and it was Mm -hmm. as if like, like I thought I was rich as fuck. I was like, we yeah. must be, I was like, the books must be fucking going off this year, boys. Yeah. I And I feel, I still have that, like, impulse, honestly, towards clothing. And in terms of, like, when I calculate my finances, like, I we've talked about this, but I've saved so much money in quarantine from, like, not going to bars. Right. Which is, like, that embarrassing, is, but it's, like, you know, I feel like I'm not dropping, like, $50 That's our bars. main expense. Yeah. Because, like... Um, when we, yeah. I don't know, like, when we hang out, we go to, we a, go to bar, a bar, 
which is fun as, and an, I as it. a vehicle to play vi- um board games <laughs> yeah exactly um but um now i think this is interesting but like thinking about clothing choices i'm making now um i've made a conscious effort this year to like kind of buy less fast fashion yeah um and so but that means that i'm looking more at like designer stuff so instead of buying secondhand my boyfriend and i um like have had this argument before about like what the most sustainable way to buy clothes is Mm -hmm. um and he buys most of his stuff from like secondhand websites um where it's like more curated collections of things Mm -hmm. um and i genuinely think that that is like like the resale market of clothes is like very reasonable because i don't think it's like i don't think that we should all buy and be expected to buy designer goods a lot but if you look at it like a lot of this stuff is very reasonably priced and then you get like an investment piece that you can wear for a while and then Mm -hmm sell to someone else and like these clothes like kind of get passed around and it's like I don't know yeah I think I think that's definitely buying stuff secondhand is for sure the most reasonable way to do it right and like the most ethically because then you are buying like it's already been that purchase has already been made by someone you're not directly contributing to buying something from that company right and you're giving it to a another individual exactly that's I just feel really good about like I don't know I've been like doing research through this whole thing about like mutual aid and like participating and like like I feel way better like because like I you know like donating money like I've been trying like I don't feel comfortable donating money to these like big organizations you hear about because I'm like no I want to know that my money is going directly to someone Mm -hmm. who needs it and that's what I love about mutual aid is that like either like it's your friend who needs money or like you can go on to these like really cool spreadsheets that people have compiled um and just find someone's venmo and just right and just send that like money. i feel way better about that than having to do a Me whole too. song and dance of like actblue.org like who yeah, the exactly. fuck is that <laughs> who's actblue.org and, that's and why is, do they need me to include a tip for them right i just want to like i want to like, I feel really comfortable buying things from, like, a physical person than, like, mm-hmm. from an organization. Yeah, me too. And I'm really progressive in that yeah. way. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the quarantine has taught me way more about mutual aid than I knew about before. And, I mean, that's probably something that I will continue, you know, throughout, like, past quarantine in terms of, like, when I make, like, a charitable donation. Because it is truly, like because even it's like in terms of charities it's like how are they distributing that who are they choosing to distribute that to um my thing is like i would rather like give my money to like like chicago abortion fund is a really good like direct Mm -hmm. aid group because it's literally it's literal and what it's saying it's literally just like extra funds Funds for people people who need to get abortions and i would Mm -hmm. feel way more comfortable giving my money there or like to someone like seeking an emergency abortion than like planned parenthood yeah yeah not that i don't like want planned parenthood to be funded but you know what i mean right exactly um and also someone had asked i think nick at mayor of boytown asked and I'm I'm not a good person to ask this question because I never watched Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. But which which of the click girls are which of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? I'm offended that this person thinks that we know anything about. <laughs> that we know. I'm literally yeah. I'm a girl. 
<laughs> we don't know anything. Ask me about um, the Powerpuff Girls. Who likes pizza the most? Because that would be Dylan. They yeah, all like pizza. I think so. so they're whole, all Dylan. That's my thing is do the teen... Like, okay, I have a question. And mm. I know this person is active on our Twitter account. Mm-hmm. So, Nick, I want you to answer this question. Do each of them have discernible personalities from one another? Because my impression is no. Yeah, my my impression is that they love pizza. And, but Their the, personality tra- trait is pizza. And it's all pizza. Like, nobody likes yeah, pizza more pizza. than the next guy. Yeah, I think so. Okay, I'm um, glad we came to consensus on that. Yeah. Um, and also with Common Sense Media, I-, I wanted to just quickly talk about both kids and grownups can review the movie to say whether it's appropriate. Let's get into Let's end with this. Yeah. Um, do we want to hit some of the quick questions on Insta real quick? Gabriel asked, favorite um, flavor of granola? And I'm going to say, like, almond vanilla is I like, my favorite granola. Maybe I, some blueberries in there. I like, um, I used to, at this place, Archie's Cafe, shout out, I used to work at, we would make um, cardamom gr- granola. Oh, that sounds so good. And it was, like, honey, cardamom, almonds, pistachios. That shit was the bomb. You could put it on literally anything, and it would taste good. Mm-hmm. Let's go to this common sense thing now. Oh, yeah. Let's I check out like common sense media. Time. Yeah. Um, I got to go eat. I'm hungry. I gotta um, piss, as always. Yeah, same. Pissing and eating are the same thing. Um, so this was this is written by a teen, thirteen years old. She says she or he or they. I'd, I I'm assuming these Franny, are all teen girls. This is pretty essentialist right now. <laughs> Either a man um, or a woman did this because those are the only two genders. A teen, just a a, a teen says. It's a little too girly. Girls keep using expressions like OMG and like totally, which can be annoying. The books are even worse when they come to that. They talk too much about designer clothing, bags, makeup, and boys. I'm 13 and 12-year-olds. Don't act like that at all. I love um, that. Don't I, watch it. My thing is um, one of the kids wrote, but why does it matter parents had a cocktail party? Is, party. That, bad? is that bad? Inappropriate? Inappropriate? <laughs> it's very funny. I love um, the A idea. five-year-old could watch this. Yeah. <laughs> which reminds me... Um, so, side note, but Meg and I were are thinking of just, like, buying, like, keyboards for children as something to do in quarantine. Fuck like, yeah. $20 keyboards. But we were looking at the reviews of, like, these, like, ukuleles that, like, were for toddlers. And one of the <laughs> questions was, could an 11-year-old use this? And, like, the Amazon answer was, like, they could, but they wouldn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I, I love that. Where, like, these kids, like, because think about, like, the internet used to be so pure where, like, if it was your computer time as a kid, like you would just get on and like go to websites. And, yeah, like, exactly. Look around. And I love the idea of like kids finding like so my friend um Joe Cariola, shout out, mm-hmm. uh, used to make videos where he would review movies he had seen with his family, but he uh-huh. like didn't post them on the internet. Like they were literally <laughs> just like like it was like, This is my review of G Force and he would like sit in front of the camera and talk about it. And I love like when you find an answer that's clearly written by a child who's been given like temporary internet access, mm-hmm. um, but it's we got I mean, we have some good stuff coming up, but I really think that as soon as we get back into the real world, we need to do the movie. Yeah, we do need to do the. Movie. I think that We've it's waited time. Long enough. Um, maybe we can have like a little event where yeah, we live stream like and people a can watch. A screaming, um, a screaming, a screening. A s- 
speaking of the movie, someone says there is bad language in this movie. Like Claire and Lane call Massey a bitch. Plus one of the girls <laughs> says pissed and Massey says to Claire, go back to wherever the hell you came from. Little kids shouldn't be using that language. This is by a kid 12 years old. Plus there is one scene where Massey dresses like a S-L-U-T and the girls talk about getting their first kiss. Overall, the movie is amazing and I would recommend it for mature <laughs> girls. Smiley face. I love that too is like the different like children like sort of making it known like well i'm mature but anybody who's not mature enough to hear s-l-u-t get out of here yeah exactly i i'm obsessed with do you think kids parent what kid would go on common sense media to review something is my question what i totally would have done that? this as a kid i went on like common sense media sites for like movies as a kid all the time to like see if they were appropriate enough that my parents let me watch them yeah same like, what was a movie that you were like not allowed to watch when your friends did because for me it was Greece. I was not allowed to watch Greece, which I think was probably a good call on my parents' part. I don't remember anything. Spe- oh, I wasn't allowed to see The Dark Knight r- weirdly because it was violent. I, I I'm not allowed to see The Dark Knight by myself. <laughs> I I'm, I'm telling myself I'm not allowed to see no. The Dark Knight. I remember I really I wanted want to. to see it when it came out. I was like ten, and I like my parents were like my parents were were weird about violence my parents were not weird about um like sexual stuff or like cussing i think in fact i got that stuff too early yeah i will go out yeah. on it i wish some had been kept away from me because having um, to have your dad explain to you like different sex things in a car on the way to a movie that he wants to go to while your mom is out of town is <laughs> you know traumatizing. Dude, what movie was that do you think i don't even remember because it happened multiple times this this one um, says it was almost too predictable. I watched this with my friends, and honestly, I like the catty prissy girl movies because I like to point out how most of them are like people I know. Feminism. But in this, yeah, but in this movie, Tyra Banks proved that she cannot make a movie, much less host a TV show. Wow. <laughs> Claire was a character that was almost utterly unbelievable. Blah 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 blah. The acting was terrible. Why is walking into yoga class or asking for the nurse hilarious or embarrassing? Honestly, being me, I would have slapped that massy skank across the face the first time she threw an egg at me. Definitely a snoozer uh, by, written by a kid 12 years old. Oh, my God. This is like the kind of kid who like beat the shit out of me on the playground. Yeah. Like one I of also those love really how- mean girls. <laughs> On Common Sense Media, it'll be like kid if they're 12 or under, teen if they're older. Yeah. Which is fun. That's awesome. Yeah. I love kids. I'm a kid yeah. lover. Like, I just love, like, kids don't do this anymore. Like, kids don't get on the internet and, like, write needless no. reviews for TV movies. That's what That's what I was, I was talking about this other night with my parents. It's like, not that I am going to have children, but if I did, I they would never be allowed on the internet because no. all this stuff now is so terrifying. Also, like, Elsa and Spider-Man pregnant videos. Right, no. Like, every time us, I it was see just a like, yeah. kid on an iPad, this is fucked up. This, I, every time I see on a kid, a kid on an iPad, I judge the parent. And I know that being a parent is really hard and that I shouldn't judge yeah. them. But like, seeing a kid on an iPad, I'm like, there's like, you're, you're seconds away from porn. <laughs> yeah. Anywhere you are, you're two degrees away from porn. Legitimately. Literally any website. Or yeah, like and that didn't s- exist for us. Film. I mean, it did, but but we weren't... It wasn't in our face. You could... You know, use... we were watching like Lego Star Wars remakes right. of um, Halloween, and that was scary to me, and yeah. then I would just oh, yeah. be scared. I used to Google like, like yeah. scariest scenes in movies, and then watch yeah, like me 10 too. seconds, and then be like... Whoa! and then go from like miss mojo miss mojo says scariest scenes in movies yeah i I think like also like 
the thing is now the things that are meant to scare children scare me as an adult such as yeah. momo momo scared me and i did not like looking at I her i thought momo and it's was like supposed to scare adults too yeah she did yeah it I, worked i was fully i thought the momo was like buy in for adults and then just happened to get into kids media but maybe i'm naive yeah. <laughs> momo was expanding her brand yeah um so I guess, guys, let's wrap that up. This was a this was a fun app. This is a good one. Um, sorry, we ended. Well, not I'm not sorry. We ended up no. talking about Alice and Roman for 45 minutes. I think people like. I think our listeners like those types of conversations. Yeah, let us know. Um, I hope they do. Don't yeah. cancel us, please. Don't cancel. Honestly, cancel me. Don't cancel Franny though. If you don't have cancel, to cancel yeah. someone, cancel me. <laughs> I can take Thank it. Take I run faster. Yeah, you do run faster. Um, uh, yeah, your center of gravity. I have is less lower. Twitter followers than you, so like the stakes are lower. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, our theme song is by Leggy. Uh, Thanks again this to Podcorn. By Podcorn. Yeah, you guys rock. Yeah, let me know whose on, ad yeah. read was better, mine or Franny's. Yes, let us know. Um, yeah, review us with five stars. Only review us if you're going to give us five stars. Yeah, I'm talking to you, girl who tried to fuck my boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. Um ASA girl. ASA girl. Um yeah, like and review us um at girls like a show on Twitter and on Instagram. I love your DMs. Keep sending them. Um yeah. peace out everyone. Peace out. I'm cherries in my spider. Oh.